All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm fucking hot as hell. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, comedy catch. Great comedy club, but it is fucking sweltering here. It is hot. How are you? How's New York? Good. Good, man. It's um, it's it's not too hot. It's actually really nice up here. That's cool. I mean, I'm I'm in officially the South, and we know the South gets hot, so that's how it yeah, goes. Yeah, it's true. All right, let's jump in. Uh, listeners, we're doing stories. We've been doing uh, current events the past few weeks because, I don't know, we just enjoy it. Hopefully you do as well. Unfortunately, this week we've got a couple stories that I've been meaning to bring up and just forgetting. So this one is all the way back from April, but I think it's hilarious, and I wish we had talked about it. Um, in April, uh, an American super featherweight boxer, Rod Salka, uh, went to a boxing match wearing a set of his shorts said America first and they were a brick pattern like a wall like the wall with the Mexican border and yeah. he was fighting Mexico's Francisco Vargas and he got the shit kicked out of him he got TKO'd so that to me was just like goddamned hilarious here you have this white and he's a white guy white guy wearing an America first Trump you know border wall shorts USA patriotic and the Mexican kicks the shit out of him it's <laughs> I mean what could be better than that that just makes me laugh I love it I he he actually he has a boxing match next month in Saudi Arabia, where he will be wearing shorts with a cartoon of Muhammad on it. Um, <laughs> that, I think, will go even worse. hes I, I don't know if, why he's hes basing his career around this, but it, it seems to be a, a continuing trend. I mean, I, on the one hand, I do think it's funny. On the other, like you just said, I mean, with, with your... You're, all you're doing is inspiring the other fighter. Like... If you are pretty much evenly matched with the other boxer and then you give them that extra, even if it's just 1% of anger or when they look at you, they're like, motherfucker, what? Of course you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. If you're going to do some arrogant bullshit like that, you better be tops in your game, in your field. You better be the best to be that arrogant because... Yeah, yeah, you know, when I was a professional boxer, I, you know how athletes are kind of superstitious with stuff, and they got their tradition stuff they have to do before a fight. My thing was the night before a fight, I would bang the other guy's girlfriend or fiance, <laughs> wife, whatever, and they, even boyfriend didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, like not into dudes, but I that was my thing. I had to bang their significant other, and I would I would leave evidence of it, and it worked out horribly for me. They pummeled me <laughs> mercilessly with a rage that I'd never known before. Ah, so funny, funny. Um, all right, moving on. So I, see, the thing is, is I'm I'm so cynical that I, I I watched a clip of it, and I'm like, dude, the whole ring is like sponsored by Tecate beer. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It was, it was in California, like, but it could have be it's well in as California. been Mexico City. You know, you know what I'm you know what I'm I'm thinking is I'm like, is he doing that just to sell tickets? I mean, do you think he's, like, really this hardcore Trump guy, hates Mexicans? Or is he doing, like, the Muhammad Ali thing? Because I, I know I know that Muhammad Ali's re remembered more for how great a boxer he was and, and, and you, you know, going to, to prison for not going to Vietnam and stuff like that. But when he was actually boxing, he would talk shit mercilessly. Like, people hated him for that. You know what I mean? Like, because... He was such a dick to people, but it sold tickets, you know, just like a Floyd Mayweather. He talked shit to make you not like him, 
but you buy tickets so you get you because you're like I want to see him get knocked out, and he's he's made himself a goddamn billionaire off of that. So I'm like, is he doing this just to sell tickets? Well, that's what I said. I said earlier, if you're gonna do it, you better be tops in your field, like Muhammad or like Ali. McGregor. You know, yeah, could, could back up his. He, he, yeah, he talks Mac. You know, he, he I'm the greatest. I mean, you look at that, and yeah, it, it, you, it, everyone talks about what a great person Muhammad Ali was, but you look right. at some of his clips and his smack talk, and you're like, yeah, he's kind of a dick. You know, like, I'd be, you, you kind of want to root against him because he's so arrogant. People say confident, but yeah, in the time as it's going on, you're not like, wow, I'm so inspired by this guy that's you right, know, talking right. all the shit. Yeah. So this guy, if he was just doing it to to get the audience fired up, you got to be able to back it up. You can't just... And plus, why do you pick such a polarizing topic? I think there's a difference between talking shit and going political. And that's... Going political is the reason I think everybody laughed when he got the shit kicked out of him. Right. Well, I mean, but that's... Muhammad Ali kind of did that, too, in a way. You know, he would call... uh, You know, Joe Frazier, oh, he's the white man's champion and all this. And you you know what I mean? And and he... uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he would like call him an Uncle Tom and shit like that. It got fucking nasty between them. Joe Lewis or uh, uh, Joe Frazier hated him until the day he died. Man, I saw a documentary about him, and this was like shortly before he died. And I, I think it was like his brother or somebody was like, "Have you have you heard his message machine here? I, I know he's at the gym right now, so he's not going to pick up. Um, listen to this." And he called his house phone. And it was, and this is, this is an old man. He's like in his seventies or some shit. This was like, like shortly before he died. And his answering machine was, Hey, I'm not here right now. Or something like that. He kind of starts off with that and goes, floats like a butterfly, stings like a bee. Who won that fight for real? Ask him now. You'll see. You know, and it's like he's making fun of the fact that he's all Parkinson'd out, out and shaky and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, like 40 years after the fight, like that's didn't a give grudge. a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hell of a grudge. Like there was, I mean, they hated each other. It was, it was a lot more bitter as far as like just on a personal level than him wearing a, a, a fucking Donald Trump boxing shorts in the ring i mean it was it it was nasty go back and watch documentaries on that it was it was bad man so i i mean yeah it part of me wonders is is he really behind that or is he did he think it was going to sell tickets or something but then yeah it's like 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 you said if you just get knocked out well that's it's only really going to work once you know maybe maybe he was going to retire anyway (laughs) and he's like i fuck it man i I, i'm going to try to sell a lot of tickets and maybe maybe i'll make more money or i i I don't know probably he's just being dumb but then this this cynical side of me is like oh everything is just fucking entertainment you know and um he was probably he might have been doing it for that that reason i I don't know it's it'd be curious i i'd be i'd be curious to to fucking interview the guy and just figure out what was going through his head man because you got yeah you got to know you'll be hated for that yeah i mean well while you were talking i quick googled him to see if i could find anything out and i can't there's there's really nothing about him other than that one main fight or was he he so dumb that he thought people in california were going to show up and be like yeah this guy speaks for the common man go trump build a wall like Uh, i I don't know know maybe texas sure maybe parts right you know georgia alabama sure but right california nice call there dummy um 
Yeah, but I can't find anything on him other than the last page. His Wikipedia page is like four sentences. Boxer, uh, got the shit kicked out of him in one fight, and then two sentences on the April fight uh, that we're talking about now. And it says, you know, two sentences. He wore these shorts, he lost, and Salka would go on to retire on his stool at the end of round six after being knocked down uh, that by a Vargas combination that uh, left him with a cut over his left eye. So he might be out of the game at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he might have retired. That was his swan song. So if he thought that was going to launch him to fame, it might have kind of killed his career. Yeah, yeah. Unless well, uh, he went on to do what you said, which is take on all the ethnicities and then just go after what they, you know, what they treasure the most. You mock. He could have been like a WWE bad guy in that sense had he thought it out. You know, and that's the thing is boxing, like WWE, they were your know, characters. They they would put on these characters right. that create rivalries. But boxing that's kind of had, what inspired uh, right, Muhammad Ali to do that's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Boxing, the rivalries were real. When the right. wrestling bell, when that when the wrestling match was over, like they'd go back to the locker room and talk and drink beer and high five and you know sure. it was it was all so so this guy. Well, you know, it wasn't always you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of camaraderie around among fighters and shit. You know what I mean? But but yeah, there would be real rivalries. But Muhammad Ali was the first guy to be like, I, I'm going to be the bad guy wrestler, and I'm I'm just going to make a fake rivalry with every fucking person I go against. And make people hate me, and it's gonna buy. It's gonna make them buy tickets, you know. And it worked. It, and it, it did, worked. yeah. And he was also one of the greatest fucking boxers of all time. So that that also helped too, you know. It's yeah. it's, it's that I'm gonna talk all this shit. I'm gonna win, and then you're gonna you're gonna really want to see me get knocked out. So you, got, I, I mean, Conor McGregor, same same shit. Yeah, it just know? keeps same building thing. up and building up. Like okay, yeah. maybe the next fight. Ah, maybe the next fight. You know the right. So. And right. you have to, with Conor McGregor, you have to be a real dick to be a more hated man than Floyd Mayweather. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, he's only, I mean, the, the, it's funny because Floyd Mayweather, he, more than talking smack, he acts like an asshole. He, he just yeah. acts like an asshole. Whereas Conor McGregor, like, not only does he talk smack, but then he acts like an asshole. Like, he's, 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 a, he's double teaming it where he's doing stupid right. shit and... and saying yeah, that thing shit. with the bus, man. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that, yeah, that, that might have been too far to where he can come back from i mean that that's that was bad that's what they're saying all right so next news story uh, again last month it's from april so a little behind but this is something you and i have talked about in the past not this topic but you, you'll know what i'm saying in a second louisiana law to ban sex with animals wins senate vote 25 to 10 which as we've talked about, who are the 10 people that are voting, well, you know, if a man and a horse just want to make love, you know, who are the people, who are the 10 politicians that are in the pocket of, you know. I don't want to have sex with a farm animal, but I also don't want to judge, you know. Exactly. Big government's who getting too big. voted against this? It's, it's an well, anti-bestiality, no, you know, bestiality is now illegal in Louisiana, which means in 2017 and before, yeah, if you got f- caught fucking a sheep, it was, is what you always say, it was like time served, like, well, now you've been shamed for fucking a sheep, so we don't have to throw you in jail, but, but now it's like, <laughs> New Orleans Senator J.P. Morrill says, it's important that the state has a way to arrest someone for having sex with animals. <laughs> <laughs> and he told fellow lawmakers, God, forget, God forbid you vote against this bill. Good luck explaining it. Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't explain it. I like the idea of just some guy with his, with his dick and his sheep 
And the cops drive up to him and they're like, God damn it, we're going to arrest you. And and he's he's dressed like a 20s gangster. And he's just like, there's no laws on the books, coppers. You can't do nothing, see? I'm going to keep banging this sheep, see? Yeah. Doesn't even need to be dressed like a 20. You're going to be like, oh, I just came out of a coma. Isn't it till, still 2017? When, when did we lose our freedom? I thought Donald Trump was going to make America great again. Well, uh, to be fair to these, uh, these 10 guys, and they're, they're, they're definitely dicks, but it was, they're not as big a dicks as the people who wrote that article. It was a very poorly written article. Uh, the story is not that they're pro-animal fucking. The, the story is that they're homophobic. If you, go, if you read through that article... Um, Oh, did the, I send you a different law- one? The article I have is only a couple paragraphs long, and it, there's nothing about. Is there's nothing? There's nothing about um, uh, sodomy in there. No, uh, there's well, nothing. Oh, yeah. Specific- then that's an even worse fucking article than the one I read about that. Yeah. No, I just have links to the ten. And, and what you said about the, the guys being dicks, you know, it was guys voting against this bill. I can't imagine there were any. No, women they weren't that- pro animal fucking, dude. It had yeah. nothing to do with the animal fucking. So it's, it all it dials was, back to, to Gabe. Yes, it was because the law also what it did is it, it did two things. So it made it officially put it on the books that it's illegal to fuck an animal, right? But it also they had a really old law that said oh, it, one of those they didn't have any laws. Yes, yes, they had like Texas had you know what I mean? Like like I, mm-hmm. I think the, this case is like twenty years old or something now. But where, where they arrested the guys because they're like it's technically illegal. And yeah, that was in the nineteen nineties. Supreme I think. Court. Yeah, old case, but that was still on the law, not enforced at all. But they were like, hey, since there's not technically anything on the laws about fucking animals, we, they just tied it into sodomy. What This will make it officially illegal to fuck an animal specifically, but it's going to legalize sodomy, you know, gay sex, basically. Right. And those guys <laughs> w- were like, no, and it... I guarantee you, now, they didn't interview any of these because, again, horribly written article by shitty, shitty journalists. Um, But one, after reading those two things, can very safely assume that these guys are homophobic and not bought out by the uh, big animal fucking lobbyists. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, and and it's not talked about a lot in America, but big animal fucking, they they do throw a lot of money around. You you don't realize how they work behind the scenes of any election. They've literally bought out every show and podcast but ours. Um, We're the only (laughs) ones small enough that the animal fuck over. And people pretend it doesn't go on. All of them. I mean, both parties, all cable news, all podcasts that are slightly bigger than ours, and we're the only ones talking about the big animal fuck lobbies. Because we're brave, we're here. They're swooping in. They've been. I've been. I've, I see their vans across the street. You know, I can hear the sheep sounds coming out of the back of them. <laughs> Guys watching me with binoculars. Well, you be careful, Jake. All right. Oh yeah. Moving on. So here's here's one again from April. All these old news stories. Um, sperm. Loaded with drugs could tar- target gynecological cancers. So they're going to add drugs to sperm or, uh, yeah, and then you have sex and uh, your, your, your vagina is now cancer-free, is, is disease-free. I mean, again... The, the, you know, not- I've been drunkenly telling women at bars just before clothes that having sex with me will save their lives. I didn't think that was going to be real. You know what I mean? I thought that was just <laughs> something I was saying while I was shit-faced. Well, I mean, I just... There's, 
I want to interview the, the the doctor that, uh, and of course it's German because they're into all weird things. They're they're, they're into the, the the fetishes and the but but the, the the doctor that sat down and said, "Hmm, I'm not getting laid." The guy that has your idea right there, the saving life. I'm not getting laid. Ooh, what if I find a way to cure cancer, but the only way to deliver it is through sperm, like that. That, th- this doesn't happen overnight. Sure. This this is a this is a life goal. This is someone that's doing research, and, and you know we're, we're dealing with. Well, he stole my idea because yeah, I've been I've been injecting my my sack with with toothpaste, and so <laughs> what what it does is blowing me. Actually, it fights plaque and prevents gum disease. And so I've been do- I've been doing that since like two thousand seven. So I don't know I don't know what the fuck took the Germans so long. Well, I mean, uh, they're still recovering from uh, two world wars, probably. I mean, I know it's been... Yeah, fair uh, enough. I'll blame life. Hitler for this. Sure. But still, that, that I mean, it, it, it like, with you with your toothpaste and this German doctor, it's just brilliant. It's just someone sat down and said, hmm, how can I get laid? Oh, yes, my dick is now a piece of medical equipment. It is, is like a syringe. My dick is literally a syringe, except that doesn't have a plunger. The only way to release yeah. the contents is an orgasm. So also, for any listeners out there that might want to blow me, I've been using the expensive crest, like the, the good kind, and so <laughs> it, it tastes like, like mint, but a really creamy mint. You know what I mean? Almost like, like mint chocolate chip ice cream or something. You Delicious. said creamy mint. You said creamy yeah. mint. That's creamy. funny. Creamy milk, mint with a touch of sea salt. Yes. All right. Moving on. I uh, I almost don't want to give this one attention. I don't because it's like one of those things where it, it, the more attention you give it, the more attention it gets, and it's best just to ignore nonsense like this. But I'm going to bring it up anyway. Sure. Uh, a woman named Jana Schmelding wrote a article that went viral and the headline is, I was kicked off the Harry Potter ride for being too fat for the seats. And now when you see that headline, we, we, we've seen headlines like this before, where Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, got on a Southwest flight and was asked to get off because he was yeah. too fat. And other, other, you know, we've heard this story before, except in many cases, like with Kevin Smith, he's like, you know what, I'm a fat fuck. And now he just had a heart attack. And he's like, I got to do something about my life. The reason I don't want to give this story This is attention, her Selma March, man. Yeah, yeah. This is, and I'm giving her attention, and I don't want to. The reason is because she's indignant. She literally goes about the, first of all, she hears that they're kicking fat people off this ride. And she's like, well, uh-uh-uh, I'm going to go on it. And she goes and sits down, and it is absolutely a safety issue. She sits in the ride, and those it's a roller coaster, and the bars, we've all been on roller coasters. They come over your head, and they go click, click, click. To, to lock you in place so that when you do a loop-de-loop, you don't fall out. Well, she was too big, and it didn't go. Click, click, click. And so they said, we're sorry, you have to get off. And the entire article is about her saying, you know, fuck Hogwarts, fuck Universal Studios, it's fat discrimination. And then she talks, she even brings up the book. She's like, you know what, every character in the book that's fat is evil and wrong. Fuck all these people, so what if I'm fat? And the pictures are her of eating, you know, drinking beer and, and eating... Uh, unhealthy carnival food with with a look on her face of like you know fuck you world i am who i am and there's nothing wrong with i am who i am if you are fat and you are proud of it and you're fine with who you are good for you 
But if there is a safety issue, if you literally do not fit on a ride or you are going to cause a problem, then you cannot get angry at the roller coaster, the airline. I mean, seriously. Well, and really, to be honest with you, the, the, the park's policy is a lot more lenient than my policy would be. Um, what I think the policy should be is any any adult over the age of 20 that is not on that ride with a child should be immediately taken into the back and killed. Um, I, I say fuck them, you know. Well, you're, you're, you're an adult. You're going on the Harry Potter ride. Oh, I'm too fat to fit in this seat. That's because you're an obese adult and this ride is geared toward children. What the fuck is the matter with you? And, the all, dude, I couldn't even – I didn't read the whole article, admittedly, because this this thing is it's, it's ridiculous. I couldn't but read because it, it just kept going on and on. Once I got the gist of I'm yeah. angry, I was uh-huh. just like, oh, come on. There was no moment Well, of, I thought it was a joke thing at first because of, of all the Harry Potter references in there. It was – I'm sorry, but it, it – like she's sitting there trying to make like a serious political statement while at the same time going, I felt like Dumbledore when he picked the magical berries from the <laughs> Fingalfung bush and why – this is such an important issue to America. Oh, just like the time the brooms in the in – the, it's like what do you – no, what are you talking about, man? If if Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech had been littered with um, uh, Spider-Man references, we'd have no fucking idea who that guy is. Okay, I'm sorry. Like you can't you can't be like doing a serious political thing while just making while every paragraph has at least two to three um, Harry Potter references. I get that it's a Harry Potter ride. I, I get that. Maybe start off with a couple, but every goddamn sentence, and it's these deep references where I have no fucking idea what she's talking about because I haven't seen any of the movies. I will not see any of the movies because I'm an adult. I'm not into that shit, man. I, I'm just, I, I'm not. I have Game of Thrones, you know, the one with, uh, grownups and pubes and nakedness. Uh, that's the one that I watch, not fucking Harry Potter. Go on the Game of Thrones ride. I'll bet you'll fit. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that I have read all the Harry Potter books, and I've read them multiple times because they're really well written, and they are interesting, and the movies are okay. It's it's the typical thing where the movies are And you're right. I'm, I'm sure the they're books. not terrible. This is coming from someone who's never seen them because I, I just I just have no interest. I'm not in yeah. I'm not into kids movies. Man. Well, I remember when I when I when it happened. I I can I can't tell you what year it was, but I think if you if you I could look it up because I think four of the books were already out and I had dismissed it. I had literally been yeah yeah this Harry Potter mania whatever. And then I was at my mom's house uh, over Christmas and I was bored as fuck and she had the first four books because that's how many were out. There were ultimately seven. And she said, here, why don't you read this? I'm like, oh, whatever. So I read the first book and it was, it's kind of like a kid's book, but it's interesting enough where it's like I tore through it. So then I read the second book and we're like, oh, well, this one's much better. And they just kept getting better and they kept getting darker and more realistic where uh, not realistic in the sense that, you know, wizards, but a contemporary politics and how evil can win over good and how a collective society can ignore evil because they just want it to go away so they pretend it's not happening. I mean, there are real adult themes in these kids' books, and they're well-written. Sure. But yeah, I discovered it by accident. I was completely dismissing it until I was bored. My mom said, well, you just read the books. I'm like, fine. And the next thing I know, I'd read the first four. and like, oh, shit, now I want... But this woman, let's go back to her for a second. She writes things like... 
After all her Dumbledore references, she writes, Exclusion makes me, a logical and educated person, believe that I'm at fault for not fitting into this ride instead of recognizing that rides should accommodate all people's bodies. Fuck it's, But it's you. a ride for a kid. It's a ride for a fucking well, kid. Not even this for a kid. Even- my wife yeah. and I are going to Cedar Point. It's a it's a theme park. It's like Six Flags. We're we're doing an adult vacation. We're right. leaving the kids at home, and it's all roller coasters. But you, not everything is for all people. I'm sorry, that's life. And you can't say you're logical and educated if you do not understand that a safety issue is a safety issue, that they don't have a sign up that says, hey, we don't like fat people. Get out of here. They have a sign that says, look, this is the way the ride is built. If you don't fit, sorry. I mean, and she even says that there, there, there's no point in the article where they say, like, hey, fatty, get out, or that they were disrespectful or yelling at her or shaming her. They literally just said, this is policy. The, the safety bar does not fit over you. So she wants them, literally what she's saying by exclusion, making her whatever in all rides, she's saying that they need to, instead of her going on a diet they need to invest millions of dollars to create rides that are bigger and bigger well then what happens when you have do you need to make separate cars because what happens when you do have the child you cannot have a seat that holds a 120 pound you know 12 year old that also holds a 300 pound 30 year old it just doesn't work so not not your bigoted anti-cellulite worldview (laughs) <laughs> no, not in my anti-cellulite worldview. So, all right. Do you want to do anything serious before we get out of here? We got uh, three prisoners released from North Korea. We've talked about North Korea. I There's just one guy I want to talk to. Like I, I've heard some interesting things about this. It, it's, first of all, they said they did it just to, to flatter Donald Trump so that he could say, look, they're releasing prisoners. Well, they've always done that. You know, Clinton went over, I believe it was, and got one during the Obama years. But one of these guys, yeah. I didn't look up his name, but there were three uh, people released, and one of them was arrested for, because it was a missionary, and they're not allowed to talk about religion in there, so they can do good works as long as they don't uh, bring out the Bible. But one guy brought out the Bible and left it in his hotel room so that, like, the next person in would find it, because, like, a lot of North Koreans are going on vacation to hotel rooms or something, and and be saved. He was a missionary. And it's like, you and I have talked about this in the past. What the fuck is so wrong in your head that, first, you are so in love with Jesus that you absolutely feel the need to go find people that have never heard of him and, quote, save them? And, two, this is a Doug Stanhope joke. You left a Bible in a hotel room, and you thought someone was going to pick that book up and go, oh, well, I'm a grown-ass adult, but this this seems like the truth. I, I'm going to change my life now because of this book. I I don't have a problem when missionaries get locked up for going into other countries and 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 spreading their That's bullshit. That's still said. I I will say that um, out of all the people who leave, see, I'm more cynical, and I think most of the people who do it in this country, they're just trying to sell fucking Bibles. You know what I mean? They're just trying to get funded from a church to do it. They're trying to, you know what I mean? And then spend the where money the, on hookers and where blow. Where the big and, uh, farm animal sex uh, lobby misses out, big Bible uh, they swoop in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm so cynical. I'm like, this is just this is just some sort of scheme to make money by the big Bible corporations. This guy actually believed in it. At least he risked going to a North Korea prison to leave a Bible in a hotel room. That is something that most people that leave Bibles in hotel rooms will not do. That is a good point. 
All right. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about, if you have, is I watched a movie called Wind River last night. Have you ever seen that? I have not, no. Jeremy Renner and uh, whichever of the Olsen girls is the, the pretty one. I can't think of her name. Um, not the twins, the, the other sister. Holy I was going to say, I like both the twins. Yeah, it's, it's, it is beyond fantastic. Since you haven't seen it, I don't want to tell you anything about it, really. Uh, have you seen the movie Sicario? Yes, I like that one. Yes. I, I know they have a second one coming out, right? They do. Well, the guy that wrote Sicario wrote and directed Wind River. Oh, no, it's, said. It's What's on that on, ne- man? It's on Netflix. and it, I'll, I'll, I'm fucking watching it, man. It's one of those things where I posted it on Facebook at about 2 a.m. last night when I finished it. You know, after my shows, I went back to the hotel and uh, put it on because I'd, I'd heard about it for a year and I put it on my watch list. And every time I'd pull up Netflix, it would say, hey, fuckhead, are you going to watch this? And I'm like, ah, not right now because I'm distracted because I had heard such good things about it that I knew I wanted to sit and watch it and not like leave it on in the background when you're doing something like you do with some movies. And so I posted I watched this movie in this morning. I had, I had four or five people on the Facebook post saying, all right, asshole, because you said to watch this. I just did. Like one woman said, well, I woke up before anybody else, so I put it on, and everybody's loving it. It's, 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 one of, it's like Sicario in that it is a slow burn, powerful, compelling movie. Nice. It's, watch it, and we can talk about it next week, or I we like don't Sicario. need to. We could just say, hey, it's really good. I, movie recommendation, Wind River. And uh, next week, Jake, if you finish up Wild Wild Country on Netflix, we can talk about that. I did. I did start that. That that is getting good, man. I am. I am at the end of the second episode. Cool, cool. And I, and you know, so far, I I didn't think I'd say this. So far, I'm kind of pro cult people on this one. <laughs> I actually heard an interview with the filmmakers who made Wild Wild Country, and they said they bounced around that they they, yeah. they 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 didn't want to present a narrative that kept you on one side or the other. So it 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 I I know what you're talking about. Let's not get into it until you've seen the entire thing. But I know what you're talking about when it yes, starts because there's like, other shit that's going to happen kinda, that I haven't kinda seen. Kind of dicky, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I I know there's more to it than I've I've seen right now because they did they sort of mentioned in passing in the first episode something about poisoning. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a dick move. I got, I'm anti poisoning. <laughs> I'm anti you know unless unless it's James Bond doing it to a a a shady you know James Bond villain. That's that's the only I'm mass poisoning. No good. No good. All right, uh, one thing in closing, listeners, astute listener Dan pointed out, uh, I think I told you, Jake, or maybe I said it on air last week, that uh, I've put our podcast on, we're on two different platforms now, both Anchor and SoundCloud, and we're we're in a lot of places, uh, like Stitcher and iTunes, but because I, I did something to get us on Spotify, and occasionally episodes have problems loading, like, uh, my student listener Dan uses something that pulls from iTunes. He doesn't use iTunes directly, but it's it's a okay. offshoot. And he said that it was having problems loading. He eventually got the episode. So any listener, if you are having problems, uh, well, I'm telling you if you're having problems, and if you're having problems, you're probably not hearing this. Well, here's where I'm going with it. 
We're you know you know who I think Spotify. is responsible for it. Big animal fuck corporations, man. The big <laughs> animal fuck lobbyists they have know been hacking our show. Them. Yeah, because they're you know we're, we're we're the next ones on the ladder. Listeners, don't let the big animal fuck lobbyists take us down. Support us, support us. And here's here's where I was going. We are supposed to be on Spotify now. A lot of people love Spotify. Spotify just opened themselves up to podcasts. And the place I put us said, hey, we directly, uh, we, we put you on Spotify. I can't find us on Spotify. I did, I, I did what I did specifically so we would be in more places. But if you can find us on Spotify, listeners, uh, shoot us a link. Let us know, hey, I can find you because I can't. We're supposed to be there, but I can't find us. All right, that's all I have for you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, watch Wild River and uh, Wind River and Wild Wild Country. Yes, watch all. In fact, I'll even say watch anything that has the, the name Wild in it and let us know how it is. <laughs> there you go. All right, bye-bye. Later. Later.